الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الف لام م احسب الناس ان يتركوا ان يقولوا امنا وهم لا يفتنون صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters on many occasions we have discussed the aspect of this dunya being a challenge this dunya is not jannat and is not jahannam either we cannot imagine what is jahannam and neither can we imagine the reality of jannat also the bounties and the ni'mat that allah taala has kept in jannat that is beyond our comprehension and imagination which in the hadith nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself relates that allah taala said that a'adattu li'ibadi as-salihin ma la aynun ra'at wa la udhnun sami'at wa la khatar ala qalbi bashar aw kama qala an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wasallam allah taala says that i have prepared for my pious servants my righteous servants in jannat that which no eye has seen no ear has heard of and no heart can even conceive and imagine so jannat is beyond our imagination we can think of the best of the best and whatever we can imagine but jannat is beyond that far 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 beyond that and likewise we can think about the worst torments the worst kind of difficulties and hardships and whatever else we want to think about in that regard but jahannam is far beyond that as well allah taala save us from jahannam and grant one and all jannat but dunya is the place to earn jannat ad dunya mazra'atul akhirah rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says dunya is the planting field of the hereafter and as we many times have discussed that this dunya is an examination hall there are tests there are trials there are tribulations that come and allah taala has narrated has mentioned many incidents in the quran sharif of those who have passed these trials and tests and tribulations they've passed these examinations and what kind of honor allah taala bless them with so obviously the message that is being given in these incidences that we who are the ummatis of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah taala is mentioning to us in the quran sharif these incidents of people of the past and the message to us is that if you also persevere you remain steadfast you do what you are supposed to do you undertake whatever is necessary and take it in your stride then you too will pass and like they have been granted this honor you too will be given honor but this is an examination that we have to pass so among the various people that the quran sharif mentions one of them was a woman of very high caliber very great and noble qualities 
and somebody who was in the most challenging of situations. Now why does the Quran Sharif mention these things to us? Sometimes we think our challenges are too great and we cannot dare to be able to meet these challenges, take on these challenges, overcome these challenges. Whereas Allah Ta'ala is giving us these incidents of the past in the Quran Sharif so that we will realize, we will understand that when these people undertook these challenges and they remain steadfast, what excuse do we have with the kind of small things that come in our way? What they had to undergo and what we have to undergo is worlds apart. So among the people the Quran Sharif refers to is the wife of Fir'aun. وَضَرَبَ اللَّهُ مَثَلًا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مُرَأَةَ فِرْعَوْنَ That Allah Ta'ala is not just mentioning her, giving an example, using her as an example. Allah Ta'ala is presenting an example. In, can we imagine sometimes a father, a mother, a mother now is boasting about one of her daughters. This daughter of mine, you want to have a role model this daughter of mine. This is the role model that you should follow. The mother is so proud of that daughter of hers. But really, what can the mother be proud about so much? And what re- that too is a good thing, mashallah, that if somebody's mother is very happy with them, somebody's mother is very, uh, not proud in the sense where somebody feels that it's their achievement, or proud in the sense where somebody looks down upon the next person, that kind of pride is haram. But in the sense where somebody is happy, somebody feels overjoyed that mashallah, my son, my daughter, how wonderfully they conduct themselves, what good akhlaq they have, they are so obedient, they speak in such a nice way, they are helpful. So this is a very good thing mashallah, that somebody's parent is happy, somebody's parent is pleased and jo- because this is also the ticket to jannah for that child that the parents are happy, obviously within the limits of shariat. If the parent is demanding something out of the limits of shariat, then we can't make the parent happy in that. But other than that, that is a ticket to jannat, that the parents are happy. So that is a great thing. But really, what honor can that parent bring for that child by praising the child? The real honor is where the Creator, Allah Ta'ala, is praising a makhluk, is praising His servant, is praising his slave and in the Quran Sharif for the people till the day of Qiyamah to be able to take this message and listen what an honor that is and Allah Ta'ala is using that slave of his as an example for others Allah Ta'ala is saying اللَّهُ مَثَلًا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مُرَأَةَ فِرْعَوْنَ Allah Ta'ala is giving the example and the parable of those who believed in Allah Ta'ala in the true sense of the word Allah Ta'ala is giving an example of them in the, by means of presenting the wife of Fir'aun. Can we imagine the situation? The wife of Fir'aun, Fir'aun who was the greatest kafir ever, the greatest kafir ever, Fir'aun, and in his household, there is a person who has that caliber, that height, that greatness, and she's a woman of that great qualities that Allah Ta'ala is using her as an example for others to take an inspiration from. Subhanallah. What kind of challenge can they be 
that we can have that can compare anywhere close to this challenge that this mu'mina this great woman is in the house of the worst kafir she's in the house of the greatest enemy of Allah Ta'ala Fir'aun and Allah Ta'ala is saying that this is a woman for you to take an example from when Musa salam was put into that little box and put into the river because this was the inspiration that Allah had given his mother to save him from the zalim Fir'aun because Fir'aun had his people out there any child to be slaughtered Musa salam was put into this box and put into the river and this box flowed and finally we know the story well we have heard it maybe it ended up coming in the direction of the palace of Fir'aun Fir'aun and his wife were sitting they saw this box floating they gave the instruction for it to be brought it was brought and there is this child and immediately Fir'aun's wife says that let us adopt him as a son he will become a means of good for us and at that time Fir'aun already had sensed that this is the child I am looking for but his wife prevailed over him and then she took care the incident is lengthy we are just getting to the main points of it she then took care of Musa and raised him as a child in the palace of Fir'aun Musa grows up so she made this khidmat as well and then later in time she accepted Iman she accepted Iman secretly but then the time came when she expressed that Iman as well and when Fir'aun came to know that she has accepted Iman he became extremely furious in Fir'aun's house and Fir'aun's wife and she is believing he was the person who claimed Ana Rabbukumul A'la I am your greatest Rabb I am the one who is your deity so he started creating this deityship for himself and he would persecute anybody who did not accept that he is the God and now right in his house and after all his own wife so first he tried to explain to her and tried to persuade her now on the one hand she is the queen and she is living in all this comfort and luxury she has everybody at her beck and call and all the things found now often they say don't upset the apple cart they say don't upset the apple cart everything is running smoothly let it run smoothly what our purpose of that is that whatever is carrying on let it carry on even if it is wrong to let it carry on because now you go to put it right then I might get deprived of the privileges or some people will shun me some people will won't want to talk to me some people will now not be my friends anymore so don't upset the apple cart let everything go as it's going now for example if I decide to adopt Parda properly so now when I will adopt Parda completely from everybody who is a non-mahram from cousins and whoever else so now I would become like an outcast and they all would want to have nothing to do with me even my female cousins would now because they want to live a different life so they would now shun me maybe some friends in Madrasa might want to shun me because I don't want to be part of some wrong that they want to do 
somebody is chatting something and I decide I don't want to be part of this, I don't want to become a fool. So now they would regard me as a somebody that shouldn't be associated with, this person doesn't want to join the clique. So all these kind of things will now come up. So rather don't upset the apple cart, let's carry on. Let things carry on as they are. So if somebody else is doing wrong, I'll just have to join them. I want to be part of the clique. But that clique is shaitan's clique. You know, when a gun, when the trigger is pulled, it's, it clicks, the trigger clicks. Shaitan is pulling the trigger and he's shooting his poisonous arrows in the heart. And as a result now, the person is just going with the flow, going with the tide. Now here is a woman and she's not just any other woman, she is a queen. And in the kingdom of Fir'aun, can we imagine what comfort, what luxury, everything found. Fir'aun when he himself used to make that claim, bow came, Ali Sali Mulku Misr. Am I not the whole owner of this entire Egypt? I'm owning everything. Ali Sali Mulku Misr Bahadil and Harutajri min Tahti. These rivers are flowing right beneath my house. I have full control of all these things. I take the water as I want. Everybody's under my beck and call. Thousands of servants and soldiers and whatever else and all the comfort and all the luxuries. And now this queen is living in this house in this manner. And she is now faced with a choice. Iman has come now. And on the one hand is all the comforts and luxuries. On the one hand is all the queenship. On the one hand is all the... Um, status and position of this dunya and on the other side is to remain steadfast on Iman but remaining steadfast on Iman is inviting trouble in this dunya so to say from Fir'aun that now he is first he started off by very very nicely pleading with her and trying to persuade her and then when that didn't work then he started threatening now this is the normal story that happens first in order to get you to do something wrong, sometimes somebody will come, they'll dangle some carrot. See, if you join me, then I'll give you this, I'll do that. Or somebody out there will entice. That You see, if you cooperate with me, then this will be the benefit, and that I'll give you, and I'll do that for you, and whatever else. So all these are the things that are dangled first. And then sometimes a person doesn't give in to that which is being dangled, then the threat starts. Well, if you don't join me, then I'm not going to be your friend anymore. Don't talk to me in future. These are the shaitani threats. Because shaitan has his agents everywhere. So sometimes, first it will be by, see you, you cooperate, I'll give you on phone, I'll give you some present, or I'll do this for you, I'll do that for you. So all these kind of things start off first. And when that doesn't seem to work, then the threats start. Or if a person got into that, got caught up into it, and now the person is now deciding that I shouldn't carry on with this, because this is haram. This chatting is haram, or the other wrongs that I'm involved in, I should get out of it, because I don't want to be involved in haram, I don't want to displease Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is my benefactor, Allah Ta'ala is my protector, Allah Ta'ala is my nourisher, Allah Ta'ala is my sustainer, everything is from Allah Ta'ala. And how many innumerable blessings, countless blessings I am using of His all the time, and now I must disobey Him, 
I must now use these hands, these fingers. Can we imagine that fingers, somebody's fingers get cut? Allah Ta'ala save us. Now no fingers. Now go about doing your day-to-day things. Just the fingers. Let alone all the fingers. Allah forbid just the thumb. The thumb, something happens now. The thumb is gone, got cut. How many things you cannot now do easily just with the thumb missing? Now imagine Allah forbid, Allah Ta'ala save us. The right hand thumb got cut off completely. Now try to do it. Hold your pen. Hold your pen and write now. Maybe if you want to do it right now and try. Hold your pen and write, but keep the thumb away. And write. How nicely you can write. Try and hold a glass now. You want to drink water with your right hand now. Hold a glass. How easy it is. Teacup. You want to hold a teacup. So hot tea in there. You could hold it carefully. Now try holding the teacup without your thumb. And pick up that cup. Imagine now you're picking it up. If there is a cup in front of you, you can try it as well. Keep the thumb away and hold the teacup. How easy it is. You'll be... Every moment what? You can't even hold it to start off with. And if you do manage in some way, it's such a risky situation, you might just drop that tea on you anytime. Now you can't write... You can't hold that glass properly. You can't hold that cup of tea properly. And you can't do a million and one things. Why? Just the thumb is missing. Just the one finger, the thumb, is missing. And now the person is using the thumb to type away. Type what? Haram messages. Because normally this chatting all carries on. The thumb is tapping away. That's generally the case. Sometimes it's the thumb and other fingers as well. More often it's a thumb that is doing the typing on the phones. Now that thumb which Allah Ta'ala has made such a big ni'mat, such a great bounty. And are we not ashamed that that same thumb is now used against Allah Ta'ala's command to type haram messages, to type all kinds of evil, to be tapping away on that phone to get to haram sites. So this is such a terrible ingratitude, such a shameless thing. It's such a terrible crime that Allah Ta'ala who has blessed us with that thumb, such a great na'mat. Imagine just that thumb, we just for one moment now we imagine that thumb is not there and now we can't write, we can't hold that cup, we can't hold that glass and 101 things, 1001 things we can't do. And this thumb now is being used against Allah Ta'ala's command. So, now the person who got some realization understood that yes, indeed this is something which I should never be getting involved in. So now the person makes toba, The person makes istighfar and toba and repents to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, what I did was wrong. Ya Allah, you forgive me and you protect me and save me. Now the person wants to get out of that click. <coughs> person wants to break off that haram connection. The person wants to stop that haram chatting and haram communication. So now what starts off? First the persuasion. First all kinds of pleading. No, no, you my friend and you know so long we are together. You got to be part of the clique and the group. And you know how it will be. You don't look nice. And all kinds of stories will come. And then when that doesn't work, then there will be threats. There will be threats, then don't talk to me again in future. You know, my friend, I don't want to have anything to, you, to do with you. 
and sometimes that you don't play the game now, I'll expose you. Now that too is another great trap of shaitan. I'm going to expose you if you don't play the game. You don't carry on with what's going on. Now shaitan uses that as a ploy to keep the person stuck in haram. Why? So that he can create a bigger explosion later. Shaitan wants to explode it somewhere down the line. And shaitan will create the explosion. Shaitan will create, shaitan will get a person involved in the wrong and then shaitan will leak the information somewhere also. That this is what's carrying on. Because the purpose of shaitan is not to give you enjoyment. Shaitan's purpose is like that cheese that is put in the trap of the mouse. That is shaitan's story. You also catch the person like a mouse, like a rat. So he puts the best piece of cheese, makes it look very, very appetizing. Lot of fun in here. Great amount of enjoyment in here. You to come. You to get involved in these things. Everybody else is enjoying themselves. Why are you getting left? You to come. And what is the story? Shaitan wants to create a massive explosion. So now I got the person involved in this chatting. And chatting to one person, and then two people, and then five people. and Now that becomes a pers- person's life now. This boy and that boy and so on. Now Shaitan is still, that's still the cheese, cheese in the trap. He's putting more cheese. But he's holding the trap now. He doesn't want to let it just fall yet. Not now. Then sometimes, when he'll make it fall, now finally when the person got proposed, now he'll let it fall. Or sometimes he'll even wait and he'll keep the person more addicted. Now the person is addicted. person got married. After marriage, now that addiction is still playing in the blood. So now, after one month, two months, six months, again the person gone back into... Now the person is married and gone into all the same haram again. And now shaitan lets that trap fall. Because now he will create a big explosion. Now a whole marriage will break. Families will get split up. Sometimes there's children now just torn apart. Now that is explosion shaitan is preparing. But it starts off with a small little thing outwardly. Because that's a trap now. So shaitan is putting this very nicely wrapped or or very appetizing piece of cheese in that trap and saying, come, you also eat from yours. Very, very tasty. Enjoy yourself. Why are you keeping yourself deprived? So like that, shaitan's agents sometimes will do the talking. You don't... So first this starts off in this manner, all this persuasion, looking very nice and very, very enjoyable and a lot of pleasure. And then when that doesn't work, person is now becoming conscious, then the threats start. So Firon also started off with his threats. And he said, if you don't comply, then you are going to be put through great amount of punishment. But she remained firm. And that is why Allah Ta'ala is presenting the wife of Fir'aun, the greatest kafir ever. The greatest enemy of Allah Ta'ala, whose enmity was such that Allah Ta'ala then described this enmity in detail in the Qur'an Sharif. And his wife, what a challenge. But she remained steadfast. She remained firm. She didn't give in to the, give in to the persuasion to all the things that were dangled in front of her, she didn't get carried away that, you know what, I want also this fun and enjoyment and this luxury and this comfort. Everybody else is having a grand time. Why must I not be part of it? She didn't give in to that. 
and she didn't let the threats also now deter her. And then eventually the punishment came from Fir'aun. According to some narrations, what is mentioned is that she was then put into the ground, made to lay down on the ground, and her both hands and both feet were pegged onto the ground. Can we imagine? The steel pegs were pushed through to keep the hands both pegged to the ground and both the legs pegged to the ground. And not that only, then a very, very heavy rock used to be placed on her chest. Now can we imagine this? What is our challenge that we think about? Our challenge is that my cousin don't want to talk to me because I don't want to join her in a haram. My class friend, somebody is my friend now, she don't want to be my friend because I don't want to join her in the haram. Or everybody is going to the fair and everybody is going to this bazaar and that bazaar and I must stay at home. This is my challenge. I am feeling very, very depressed about this. And uh, everybody else is wearing jeans and tops and all kinds of tight clothing and, and I mustn't wear that. This is a big challenge for me. Now, where is that challenge? And where is the challenge that Fir'aun's wife is now undergoing, being pegged to the ground with steel pegs? Allah Ta'ala speaks about this in the Quran Sharif and describes Fir'aun's zil awtad. This was his common method of punishing those who didn't comply with him. That he would peg them with steel pegs to the ground. That like a tent peg, you might have seen a tent peg. Imagine the tent peg going through your hand. Some say it went through the hand, some say she was tied up in this manner and left like that in the blazing sun. Even if that steel peg wasn't made to go through into the hand itself, but the hand is tied and tied to this peg like a tent rope is tied, and now the person is left on the bare ground like that, and in the blazing sun, can we stand five minutes, ten minutes just in the sun on a hot summer's day? We can't do it. Imagine in this manner, in the hot blazing sun, and we're talking about Egypt, where the heat is far more in the whole Middle East, etc., is the same, similar situation. And then this heavy rock is placed on her chest. So, the pegs are in her hands and in her feet, in her legs, and then this heavy rock, and she cannot move. And in this condition now she is being punished. But at that time, what is her response? She turns to Allah Ta'ala. وَضَرَبَ اللَّهُ مَثَلًا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مُرْأَةَ فِرْعَوْنَ إِذْ قَالَتْ رَبِّ ابْنِ لِي عِنْدَكَ بَيْتًا فِي الْجَنَّةِ وَنَجِّنِي مِنْ فِرْعَوْنَ وَعَمَلِهِ وَنَجِّنِي مِنَ الْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ She turns to Allah Ta'ala and she makes dua to Allah Ta'ala that Ya Allah, you bless me with the palace in Jannah. I've been thrown out of this palace of Fir'aun. But this is something I can tolerate doesn't matter, thrown out of the palace of Fir'aun and now being pegged to the ground in this merciless manner and left in the blazing sun with a heavy rock on the chest and she is not saying that now I can't bear this so okay fine I'll just conceal my iman and I'll just even though under the circumstances it is permissible for a person to conceal their iman in order to protect their life 
But she says that the wealth of Iman is too great. And the sweetness of Iman is too great. I cannot even bear sacrificing the expression of this Iman. I will express this Iman. Even though what I am put through might be this excruciating punishment. But this is nothing compared to the sweetness of Iman. And therefore she remains steadfast. And she says, Ya Allah, you grant me a house, a palace in Jannat. And you save me from Fir'aun and all his deeds and whatever he is up to. وَنَجِّنِي مِنَ الْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ Ya Allah, you grant me salvation from this oppressive قوم and nation. Ya Allah, this Fir'aun and his people, you save me from their zulm and their, uh, or their, all their oppression. This is what she does. She turns to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. So, the lesson we learn from here is that the challenges will be there. As we said, our challenges, we can't even call it challenges compared to what challenges Fir'aun's wife went through. This great challenge she is undertaking. Our challenge is somebody don't want to talk to us and somebody doesn't want to associate with us and we have to stay at home. Stay at home. She got thrown out of the palace. She got thrown out of the palace and is pegged to the ground. And we have to stay at home. That became such a challenge. We got depressed. But the lesson in all this is that and indeed, indeed, again indeed, that in our time and age, that what we also feel a little difficult about, but we undertake that little difficulty for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Inshallah, summa inshallah, that girl who undertook that difficulty on herself, that if my friends feel that they don't want to associate with me, but I will bear that challenge. Uh, everybody seems to be floating and roaming here and there everywhere, but I will remain indoors and not venture out without genuine necessity only what chariot permits. So, obviously this is a challenge to a point, but I will bear it. And, everybody is dressing in all kinds of haram, and all kinds of evil clothing, and the hair is open, and they feel proud about it, and their clothing is all kinds of clothing, and uh, they chatting on the phone, and engage in all kinds of other haram. So, I got to stay away from it. So, this is a challenge. It's, I'm feeling hurt, that nobody wants to now be part of doing the right thing, I got to stay alone. So there is a challenge indeed. For us, even this is a challenge, no doubt. We can't compare it to the challenge of Firaun's wife. But this is a challenge. But in this zamana, in this day and age, those who will undertake this challenge, I will dress correctly. I will dress in decent clothing, not in this jeans and tops culture. I will dress in clothing which is clothing of haya. I will keep myself covered as a Muslimah my hair covered properly and the niqab being adopted correctly and in, if I have to leave the home out of genuine need then it will be in clothing that doesn't have any attraction and I will conduct myself in a way that Allah Ta'ala has commanded in a way that Nabi Islam has taught and I will not go to places that are not conducive to this all these fairs and bazaars and whatever else even if something, forget being given at a cheap price, is being given for free. But I won't go to these environments. Even if it's for free, because my iman is not for free. My haya is not for free. My akhlaq is not for free. My heart and the spiritual heart is not for free. So I'm not going to risk it. It's like a person saying that, 
be giving Krugerrands for free, uh, bars of gold for free, but your life is at risk. There's a very great chance that you're going to lose your life, and if you don't lose your life, you're definitely going to get hurt and maimed. So nobody wants to take that chance. But for Iman, Iman is for free, so just do whatever we wish, Billah. So no. So even that person, that woman, that girl who says, I will undertake this challenge of this time. Yes, I can't compare to the challenge of the wife of Fir'aun, but I will undertake this. In our zamana, in our time, this too is a great thing. And inshallah, summa inshallah, they will be raised with the wife of Fir'aun. They will be raised with Hazrat Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha. With Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha. They cannot compare to the sacrifices these people made. But in the time and age, what they sacrifice also, Allah ta'ala will appreciate this very greatly. Allah ta'ala is most appreciative. Allah ta'ala rewards tremendously. Allah ta'ala, on the little excuses that are presented, Allah ta'ala accepts that and makes that a means of a person's great progress in dunya and deen and gives a person high position in akhirat as well. So don't think that this is nothing. This too is great. It's nothing compared to the others, but it's great in itself. And Allah Ta'ala will reward this tremendously. So in any case, she turned to Allah Ta'ala. That is the lesson. That in our challenges, whatever we regard as our challenge, don't worry of how I'm going to try to make this person my friend again. No, turn to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala will make her your friend. Allah Ta'ala will make her somebody who will respect you. Who will regard you as somebody to be looked up towards. Not that somebody who should be shunned. Allah Ta'ala will bring it in their hearts and minds that you should be respected and honored. So, don't regard this as a negative thing. Rather regard it as something that Allah Ta'ala has made a means of you earning His blessings. But turn to Him. Turn your hands in dua. Very recently one person told me that I was just getting depressed in all these conditions. He says, but then that advice about dua, I took it seriously and I started making genuine dua, repeatedly talking to Allah Ta'ala from the depth of my heart. Ya Allah, you make this easy for me. Ya Allah, you become my friend. Ya Allah, you remove these challenges. Ya Allah, you give me the strength and courage to undertake these things with himmat, with courage. You give me the strength. You give me the courage. Ya Allah, I am a weak person. I don't have the strength, but you make it easy for me. And keep talking to Allah Ta'ala in this way, from the depth of the heart, whatever the situations come, whatever the challenges may be. One is the dua in the formal manner. That too we should do. And over and above that, while we walking, while we coming and going back to Madrasa, while we are just maybe lying down, trying to sleep, but our heart, we are talking to Allah Ta'ala. And he says that, Alhamdulillah, Thumma Alhamdulillah, this has helped so much. I've done nothing else. I've just started doing this very, very diligently. This dua and talking to Allah Ta'ala all the time. And I'm feeling so much happier. And I'm feeling so much more better in every way. With what? Just this one thing, talking to Allah Ta'ala. From the depth of the heart, talking to Allah Ta'ala is actually dua. What we're talking about is dua. But it's direct from the heart. The servant, the slave, talking to his Rabb, directly from the heart. And this is that one connection, which is a direct connection. It's never engaged. Allah Ta'ala is forever, his doors are open. So this is what Fir'aun's wife did. And according to some narrations, Allah Ta'ala then blessed her. And when this blazing sun, she was put out there, 
when the people would move away, this cloud would come and overshadow her and give her shade. And whenever this pain would become unbearable, then she would be shown this palace in Jannah that she's going to get. And everything would just dissipate. Everything would just disappear. And eventually when that final Fir'aun wanted to really punish her, Allah Ta'ala took her soul away with respect and honor. She left this dunya and in this manner, when they really came to punish her, there was no soul left already. Allah Ta'ala had taken her away. But she remained steadfast in the initial stage. The rest of it Allah Ta'ala made very simple, very easy. So dunya is a challenge. Little bit of test will come. Allah Ta'ala save us from all the tests. But what are our tests? Our tests are these environments. What else is going on around us? All these kinds of things. Unfortunately, many people in the dunya at present also are being tested in many other ways which we can't imagine. But our tests compared to them are very, very minimal, very minor. But nevertheless, in this small test also, we remain steadfast. We turn to Allah wa Ta'ala and Allah Ta'ala will open the way for us. So may Allah wa Ta'ala give me also the tawfiq and all of us the tawfiq to take these lessons to heart, to be steadfast on deen, not to get overwhelmed by these little, little things and these challenges that come up, to turn to Allah Ta'ala. That is the key to everything. To turn to Allah Ta'ala do what will earn His pleasure and Allah Ta'ala will ease the way forward for us. Allah Ta'ala will make the situation turn around. Those who wanted to shun us will start coming to us. Not that we should do it for that purpose. We should do it for Allah Ta'ala alone. Allah Ta'ala is the control of hearts and Allah Ta'ala will change the situation for the better. We engage in zikr from the depth of our heart. Spare some time. Recite durucari, istighfar from the depth of the heart. Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah and see the difference it brings in your heart Durud Sharif with great azmat, great muhabbat all that depression and that anxiety but do it from the depth of the heart do it from the very recesses, deep recesses of the heart and all that negativity and all the negative feelings and everything just starts disappearing dunya is dunya, some challenges will remain but a person is then still comfortable, can carry on with life easily, doesn't get overwhelmed, doesn't feel now the whole world has crushed on me. But the person keeps turning to Allah Ta'ala, and Allah Ta'ala keeps making it easier for him. May Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq to remain steadfast in all situations. Allah Ta'ala make us His true and obedient servants. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَ عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللَّهُمَّ لَكَ الْحَمْدُ كُلُّهُ وَلَكَ الشُّكْرُ كُلُّهُ اللَّهُمَّ لَا نُحْسِي ثَنَاءً عَلَيْك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت العز الاكرم اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله رب العالمين